1: Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. you are part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Thursdays. Nope, never on Thursdays because I never record Down and Dunks on Thursdays. Uh, it's my good friend Alex Spears. Alex,
2: ooh, what's up? What's up? Welcome home, Andrew. We missed oh, you.
1: Oh, thank you. It feels good to be home. Seriously, uh, the the Vegas experience was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I got to meet so many people. I got like media nba people nba players um got to do the podcast with the guys i hope you guys have all listened to that uh, with with jre and trey man i hope you guys enjoyed those those guys were great like legitimately like just really nice people before and after the shows Uh, were extremely genuine on the shows too for what it's worth so if you haven't listened to those go check those out um yeah it was a great experience like if, if you have any aspirations or have an, a career in NBA media like I would suggest going and because like, like everybody's just like hanging out everybody's just there so it's just a great place to to network and to get some stuff done so it was it was great and we got to do some live shows like on the concourse of the arena which was really really fun uh, like on a stage with like, <laughs> Real microphones and stuff. It was just wild, Uh, but I am glad to be home. Glad to. Who's
2: your uh, Who's your best name drop? Who's like the person that you either you spoke to or you met for the first time?
1: So, I talked to Monty Williams like for like a minute. Like we were, he was sitting behind me during one of the games, and I just have this uh, inside of me. Like if I see somebody that I feel like I. Could talk to or like somebody that's like famous. Like I just have to go talk to him, and so I turned around and talked to Monty for a little while. Um, so he was as great as you think he would be. Like just really nice, um, you know, easy to connect with. He was he was great. Um, I did talk to Kenyon Martin too. Oh. At, he was in the pizza line behind me at the hotel on my last night there. <laughs> so I just was asking him about KJ, you know, and, you know, we just talked about KJ, but yeah, <laughs> that was uh, that was cool too. There, It was just weird. There's just NBA dudes just hanging out in the casinos just all over the place. Was there, uh, was there was anyone
2: at, that you were like too afraid to go up to, like so starstruck that you wouldn't do it?
1: Um, I don't know. Adam Silver was there. I didn't ever get close enough to him to be able to talk to him. Yeah. Um, DeMar DeRozan walked, like, was at a table next to me, uh, at breakfast. Oh, you should have I gotten
2: a, a pick for Taylor, his favorite player. I
1: know. I didn't talk to him. I was like, hey, will you, will you give a, we do a video message for my friend Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> he loves you. He just is obsessed with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was is it, it is a wild place to be, and uh, really thankful that I got to go, and you know everything was everything was excellent there. But glad to be home. Glad I could, you know, glad to be back with my wife and kids and and all that. So it's been a good day to be with them. Out, uh, we got to talk about the Thunder team. There's not a lot to talk about. <laughs> In comparison to maybe some other teams, uh, especially yesterday's game, which was uh, brutal to say the least. You know, they score 65 points like they just can't get shots to fall yesterday. like, what do they shoot as a team? 33% from the field. Their splits. I think you sent a text that said the splits. It was 33, 24, 53. Yeah. Like the 53 is like what's like really jarring, but it's it's. Part of it is just the attempts. I only took 15 total free throws, and you, know, you missed seven of them. Like, there you go, 53. percent But it was a uh, it was a rough one against the Pals.
2: Yeah, Hollinger uh, had a tweet that was like on a scale of one to summer league. This Pelicans Thunder game is summer league, which uh, I agreed with. And, and to make matters worse, like I don't I'm, I don't know if your feed was screwed up, but like the feed was going in and out. There was an annoying sound that would happen every once in a while. It was really tough to watch the first half, which was probably the best. The best. The the highlights were all there, so
1: it was. Yeah, that's that's for the best. Yeah, I was watching it on League Pass, like on an airplane, and I didn't have any. Oh, lucky yo! I know. Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, similar to uh, my opinion of the draft, you know, not a summer league or doesn't feel like a summer league of a team that just went through some brutal tanking for half yeah. year, you know? Agreed. Uh, yeah. And, and, and part of this is our fault. You know, we were building this up the whole year, you know, like, yeah, it's rough now, but, at the end of this rainbow, I guess it'd be the opposite of a rainbow because it wasn't a rainbow. There's a pot of gold, which is the draft in summer league. If you can just get there, right. everything will be rewarded. You will, oh, it's going to be so much fun. We have all these picks. We're going to have new prospects coming in to watch. And they're going to be like mm-hmm. blue chippers. And mm-hmm. uh, it feels like a regular summer league. Like the the people get excited, getting excited about uh, Aaron Wiggins, the 55th pick overall, R-
3: mm-hmm.
2: reminds me, of 2009 Summer League, me mm-hmm. my feelings about Robert Vaden. I was so excited about Robert Vaden, who we took at the very <laughs> end of the second round. And we were like, yeah. oh, man, if this guy can shoot, he's going to be a shooter. He's going to come. This, yeah. this is what we've been looking for. This is what this team yeah. needs.
1: Oh, I know. I know. And nothing against Aaron
2: Wiggins, but it's like the the odds of a 55th pick sticking in the yeah. league – so small. In fact, I went back. I went back to to the 2000 draft. I look at 2000 through 2016. The number mm-hmm. of guys who just played in the league at least 5 years who were picked. Yeah. I actually did from pick 50 to pick 60. So 11 picks per year. So it's like 187 yeah. picks. And there were right around 10% of those guys Ended up just being in the league for five years, but but that includes guys like DeAndre Liggins and Lavoy Allen, who you know didn't really make a roster. Lavoy Allen. There <laughs> Boy, there, oh there are names in there. By the way, the best one of of like the last five years, Abdul yeah. Nader. Abdul Nader about to play his fifth season. Nader's
1: yeah, Nader's fine.
2: He's a player. He is. Yeah. And and there are names in there. I mean, Patty Mills was from there. Louis Scola. A lot of big men like Amir Johnson, Ryan Hollins, Marcin Gortat. Uh, yeah. But anyways, my point is like I did not expect to be here in August, where I'm having to talk yeah. myself into a 55th overall pick, who maybe has like a five to 10 percent chance of just being in the league in five years.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. It's I just can, rough. so th- so this team without Giddy, like Giddy was the really the only reason to watch, like if we can be honest. And it feels a little bit like the 2017. I was looking at just like Thunder, like Summer League rosters. Yeah. And like this roster, like there's guys that we got excited about. Like Markel Brown is on that team. Oh, Markel Brown? Oh, Is Markel Brown going to be a player? (laughs) Samaj was on this team. A guy named Dylan Ennis. I don't know. Uh, T-Ferg was on the team. Daniel Hamilton, Malcolm Hill, Shaquille Hines. Was that a Dwight Bikes team? No, this is post-White Bikes. Oh, that was a good uh verse. Hustis, Vince Hunter, Dakari Johnson, Giannis Morin, uh, Marcus Page, uh, Domas was on that team, which is like he – like Domas is like our giddy, <laughs> that, right?
2: That team sounds stacked compared to this year's team.
1: <laughs> well, no, but what I'm saying is that like Rashawn Thomas, Marcus Thornton. Okay, the only guys that are in the NBA, like in it, Domas. 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 That's it. Like nobody else, and I think even that year we could look at it and be like, man, I think Markel Brown could be in the league. Obviously, T. Ferg has like all star potential. You know, Josh Hustis is going to be a role player for years to come. Maybe is Dakari a third big? Like I don't know, maybe. could be, yeah, could be. Maybe. The resurgence of Love what I saw from of him. Marcus Thornton. Yeah, I mean, we have to like pump the brakes on like I think like the th- there should be like a and obviously like the NBA can't do this cuz they're trying to like pump up everything but like there has to be like some kind of like pump the brakes like at all times with summer league well, like either way like good or bad like it has to be like pump the brakes and like I, for on everything
2: and i think one of the differences this year compared to 2017 or or years past is that it was different back then because you had Russ and KD or you had Harden sure. like way back in the day And at that point, like, yeah, you really were just looking for like one role player out of all those guys to come in. So it was like easier to talk yourself into it because you weren't necessarily looking for the next star. Whereas like now, you know, I'm looking at the Thunder roster and as much as you and I love Poku, like Mm -hmm. other teams fan bases do not think about Poku the way we do. Like, m- most people don't think about poker. Depends on who, you,
1: uh, that depends on who you ask. I disagree with that. Really? There are lots of, yeah, yeah. I've talked to, I mean, a lot of people talk to me about Poku at Summer League. Yeah.
2: Okay, well, th- I mean, that makes me feel better. I was, just, I was just saying, like, I look at this roster, and if Giddy and Poku are our biggest swings outside of Shea, mm-hmm. obviously, like, it's not, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel amazing about that. Like, mm-hmm. th- th- the idea that one of those two has to hit for for this mm-hmm. to, like, be accelerated and so when i'm watching now and i'm having to like go back to 2014 2013 and i'm, I'm looking mm-hmm. at guys who i think like best case scenario are like role players maybe in the case of tail like a really good backup point guard at some time maybe trey man is different and and we should talk about trey man but i don't know, it, yeah, we know about trey. it's just been it's been deflating um Sure. Like, I I feel like I'm faking it when I start trying to get excited about some of these guys. Because I think back just to last season. Think about the way Thunder Twitter talked about Frank Jackson. Frank Jackson. Mm -hmm. Think about the way they talked about Moses Brown. Think about the way I talked about Sfima Hyluk, who I really liked. Mm -hmm. All those guys off the team. Gone. Never Mm -hmm. to be heard from again. So when you think about a 55th overall pick like Aaron Wiggins, who may turn out to be Mm -hmm. a great player, like, think about how hard it is for those guys to make a regular roster now think about mm-hmm. how hard it's going to be to stick on a roster that has 18 future first round picks that is going to be cycling through young guys every single year. Like it's, it's exactly, I just it's, I can't buy into these guys. Like I can't do it until I see something in the NBA that like really moves me.
1: Yeah. I'm I I don't disagree with your point of view. I I would say that like for the next like 3 years, probably 3 of the guys on the roster matter that are on the summer league roster matter. Well, and like <laughs> It's Teo, Trey Jerry. I think those are the guys that they're going to like put developmental time into guys that they um, liked enough in the draft to take them top, you know, in the top 32. What was Maladon? Was he 34, 34? 34th pick? Whatever. Yeah, like yeah. he, like he looks like an NBA player. Cool. Like you can, whether he has a high ceiling or not, like he's an NBA player. Cool. Like those guys are hard to find in the second round. So like, Good job, you did it. I'm with you though about like the high, the, like the swings thing, because that was supposed to be a thunder thing, right? It's like we're gonna take the high, like the swing for the fences pick, and they're like, with, outside of Giddy, it doesn't appear that, like one of those was made. Maybe, maybe Trey May- can be that kind of guy. And that's what I was gonna. Um,
2: that's what I wanted to talk about Trey because um, the thing that obviously sticks out. Watching Trey Man's game is that like he has creation skills that yeah. al- not very many guys on this roster have like just comparing him to Teo for instance
3: mm-hmm. like
2: he his creation skills are so much more advanced than mm-hmm. what Teo does when he has the ball and the thing mm-hmm. that stuck out to me in that last game if I'm going to take one thing away was that I was actually really impressed with Trey Man's passing. Mm-hmm. That, that was something that I was not expecting looking at his, you know, box scores from Florida because it wasn't like he had, you know, crazy high assist totals or anything. But mm-hmm. I start thinking about this next season and wh- where you put developmental time, where you put developmental minutes. Like, I would rather be giving the ball to Trey Mann because he has those creation skills, which gives him such a higher ceiling Potential, mm-hmm. even if there's not a chance yeah, he's going to hit definitely. it, compared to someone like Teo, who again I think could be an awesome backup point guard, but mm-hmm. he's nowhere near Trey Mann in terms of creation skills, and he doesn't necessarily need to be. But on this team, like I want, I want, I want the swings to be getting all the minutes, and something I've been mm-hmm. thinking about because I've been going back and forth with people on 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 Twitter about Teo, who again <laughs> think he could be a great backup <laughs> point guard. I've seen, yes, I've you've seen, seen it. you've yeah. seen. But here's the deal, like we talk about how oh everyone touches the ball, like it's it's great to have as many ball handers as you want, great. Mm-hmm. I was went back and looked at the Thunder, how many pick and rolls they ran last year, and it was still like a, a decent part of their offense. They were right around middle of the league. They ran about 21 pick and rolls per game. Obviously, when uh-huh. you run a pick and roll, only one guy can have the ball at the start to run it. Correct. So last year. Shea had the bulk of those. He had about 10 pick and rolls per game, 10 possessions. Teo was next Mm -hmm. at 4.7, which that's going to be a little bit skewed because obviously he took over a lot after SGA got hurt. Dort was at 3.3. Ty Jerome was at 3.1. Poku was at 2.8. That's probably low. I can't figure out on NBA.com how to to organize this by month because I'm guessing that went up in the second half of the season. But, okay, so you have like 20 – 21 pick and roll possessions a game. How are you going to distribute those? Because personally, mm-hmm. I would have SGA, Giddy, Poku. Like those are the guys that I really want to see what they can do in pick and rolls.
1: Yeah. Those are your, those are your high ceiling guys. Those are the, if you're going to project like, okay, we, if we want to go ahead and bank Shay as a star, bank it, bank it, lock it in. Now Who's next? Now who's next? Like it's, I think you're right. It's probably Giddy and Poku are like next up because they the size, the creation skills, the just the savviness that both of them have as players will allow them to have high ceilings if they hit certain marks, right? Right. And yeah, absolutely. We shouldn't we we don't need to be invest investing a ton of like time and possessions into like our future ninth man, you know. Right. And that's why
2: and I I I I really mean this sincerely. Like I I am not trying to pick on Teo, but I'm just like thinking about this team long term. If mm-hmm. if the Thunder are thinking anything like that, then like how what does Teo become? Because when we talk about his ceiling, you know, I have people on Twitter telling me, well, I mean, what's his ceiling? I mean, what like Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tony.
2: But somebody else said to me, well, what about George Hill? And I was like, you know what? That's actually a really good like comp, because you look at the things that Teo does a lot on the floor. It's like spot up shooting, which he's not very good at, but if he got better at that and became a good defender, you can imagine a scenario where Teo played a George Hill-like role on a really good team. Like that to me feels so much more realistic than Mm -hmm. locking him into this Tony Parker thing just because they're both French and played at the same place.
1: Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, i I would trust the coaching staff to know what the best direction for him is. To be. like, he he deserves to play minutes. Certainly, like you can't just like bench him. But the good thing about Tao too is that he can play off ball as yeah. well. So like he doesn't he doesn't have to be your any sort of ball dominant player. Like you can like if he is your George Hill, great because like George Hill spotted up a ton. You know, throughout his entire career, right? And so, if you can make him just like a solid spot up, like he is, like visibly, like very strong. Like it was the first time that I'd seen him, and uh, I mean, I'd seen him in play in person, obviously, but it was the first time I've been within five feet of him in person, and like he's, like he's, he's ripped, man. Like he's big, and I think that that's a that's a big deal for a guard that we're looking at as like some kind of like two way guard that can contribute. You know off the bench, um, you know, eventually those kind of guys are important. It's it's funny, like the Thunder really struggled to find players like that once they had gotten, you know, Harden and, and KD and Russ. Like they struggled to find guys like that, yeah. And it's and it's almost like, oh my gosh, like we're finding all the guys like that, <laughs> you know, that's how that's kind of how it feels. So, like Dort and Teo, I think JRE is a guy that you can already like see the path for him to be a really nice role-playing big man for them um it was like those type of like your it was never like the top six for those thunder teams that they struggled to find it was always like seven eight nine like who plays seven eight nine and everyone's like i don't know it's mostly guys that suck you know and so that's uh it's just interesting that we've they I feel like they're finding some nice like 789 guys where they need to fill in the others but all of this also signals to me al that like you talked about accelerating the process this process is not going to be accelerated like they the goal is still the same the goal is still the same to find high level nba players and to me it means that this is going to take some time like you this is where like we have to have some patience um but we don't process i don't why do i have to have patience because you're i mean are you not going to watch the team no this is what's going to happen. i'm just telling you what's going to happen no i'm telling you what's going to happen
2: no but when when you tell people to be patient it's like well i'm already a diehard like i'm already watching every game like i don't think being negative about the thunder if if that is what people are saying is a bad thing because i'm invested i think the people who need to be patient are the people who are deciding on a Tuesday night whether they want to go see the Thunder or not, whether they are even gonna care about this team for the next couple of years. Like the diehards are always gonna be there, whether we're patient or not. It's the all the casual fans, like are they gonna be patient? Are they still gonna have any interest in seeing this team? Like, don't you think that's yeah. more who that's directed towards? No. Why would I I just who cares if I'm patient? I have no I have no say over the team. I think it matters. No, I think it matters. Why? It, I have no control. I, I have no control. It's what's Sam Presti's going to do? Whatever he's going to do, and I'm going to react to it. Why would I? Why would I ever be patient? Because people listen to you.
1: I know. Listen but to I you. just you're going to get people all riled up. I know. But it sounds like
2: yeah. But to what end? Like, what difference does it make? We're not going to go out. I almost I just said the f word. I what? We're I to to totally Go out there and like start a uh, petition, like oh, fire Sam Presti.
1: I think, but it but it speaks to like the level of like understanding of like what they're where this team is headed but i would argue i still have no idea what do you mean you don't have any idea
2: because until all of these picks turn Mm -hmm. until i see a positive trade with these picks where they are consolidated into something that i'm excited about why should i get excited like that that last draft was like i'm stop being excited i'm not going to be excited about picks anymore Cause until I see something with them, <laughs> what I just have to like hope. Hope it's gonna turn out. Like what do you what's the what's the
1: alternative, Al? Like what's well, the alternative? I'm just
2: saying that I'm not going to be like goo goo gaga every time Sam Presti trades for a first round pick in the future. Like who cares? like do something with them and then I will be excited and then we this can This is look- draft
1: number 1. Al. And then like we can I don't look understand back. like I don't understand why you've dropped off a cliff so like so crazily. Like I don't uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure it out. I have
2: not dropped off a cliff. I'm just saying that I don't have to like w- like I don't have to trust in Presti I don't have to like completely buy into this. I can criticize it and critique it as we go and could end up being totally wrong, but I don't see yeah. like what's interesting about it, just saying like, "Oh, let's just be patient and let's just see how it plays out."
1: This is the process. Like this is like legit the process. I would argue it's not it's I, not the Sixers process. It is it is the it is the 16th trading the 16th pick for two picks is like like the process like that's it's it's what it's all about it's like taking and obviously if the Thunder had a chance and had the like ability to make a deal that made sense to trade up they would have but I'm what I'm saying is like taking those that one pick and turning it into two opportunities rather than the one opportunity like that's the process like it's it's knowing the numbers it's knowing the odds of how like each thing is going to work out and pushing the odds in your favor like that's what this is yes like that's what's happening fine
2: but i can sit here and say i look at this roster and i don't see a ton of high upside swings if i were doing the process i would at least want to be using my picks on high upside swings instead of trying to identify like the next eighth man on this team
1: i think that's yeah that's me not I, I would say that they that they think of Trey Mann as somebody different than the eighth guy. honestly. by the team. way, apparently he, would, it was
2: just announced that he's out
1: for summer league. <laughs> Trey, yeah,
2: <gasps>
1: what happened?
2: It just says personal reasons. Somebody in the chat said it. Yeah, he will miss the oh, remainder okay. of the summer league with personal matter. So, uh, so now we got Teo, JRE, and Wiggins.
1: We can't, but Al, you you can't you can't overreact to the summer league. You can't overreact to summer league period, but like you shouldn't r- overreact to this summer league. I mean, with no Giddy and no Trey, like don't overreact to it. Like just I don't it's a, uh, Don't don't do it. I mean, first of all, like if I
2: don't, it's just so boring. Like how am I going to get how am I going to feel any emotions
1: about this team if I just like don't shut to. off my brain for the I'm not asking you to shut off your brain, like just like know that like the two like really now the two guys that we were supposed to be watching aren't there. Poku and Giddy, yeah. No, I know. Well, Poku, Giddy, and Trey man, like oh, those well, yeah. three. Like those are like the three most exciting guys that would have been on this team. Like ne- f- for the rest of this, it's like okay, let's. I mean, the mission now is like okay, let's figure out if any of these guys can even play in our G League roster. You know, like honestly, like that's what the rest of this is going to be for, and it's not going to be fun to watch. Tight. Um, maybe we'll get an explosion of points from somebody, but it won't I, I don't think it will matter all that much. Um, JRE's not a guy that's gonna have like some kind of like crazy like statistical explosion but like you can tell that he's a guy that does all the little things. Um, and in that range, like those type of guys like I don't I don't hate that pick at all because in that range, those are the type of guys in the past if you look at past drafts that have, like, worked for teams. Like, guys that have, like, started as, like, guys that do the little things and can, like, help you win. So, like, I like that one. I was a little confused by the Trey man pick the night of the draft, but I can see it. Um, he's a guy that can... He really showed an ability to get to his shots, uh, which I thought was impressive. Um, and then, like, Giddy played five minutes. You know, if Gidde, I think that that, to me, is, like, the most disappointing thing about all of this is that we just didn't get to see what Giddy will get to do um, and what what he's capable of, um, which like that's like that's the most disappointing thing. Like that's that's supposed to be the blue chipper. Like that's supposed to be the guy that has a high ceiling and he like, he's just out. And I, I mean, there's nothing we can do about that. Agree. So. <laughs> <laughs> And it would be, and also this summer league would be a lot more exciting because like Poku is like full on like swing for the fences, right? Yes. Like he is at that spot. It was love Poku. this guy can be something that we've never seen before, you know? And the thing about it is like the, the plan is that they're working toward him being ready to play NBA basketball, not summer league basketball you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't disagree that the draft is disappointing. They did the, they did the process oriented trade with pick 16. I think we all feel very different if Shangun is playing on this team and doing everything he's doing for the Rockets. I think that we feel very different about the team, but it was like very much a process oriented move. Like that's what it's for. It's like, let's continue to bend the odds in the thunders way so that we can have something bigger. Um, the goals are still the same with the team like just because the draft this draft didn't go the way that the team hoped or wanted it to go um i don't know like what what specifically would you have done like let's just say like the giddy pick is is done like they they do see a high ceiling with him like that's that's obvious i don't think they would take him you know and i can see a high ceiling with him too like he's got At his size and his age like the the ability to see the floor and to see the game the way that he does is is very very rare and obviously there's a rumor that had the thunder not taken him like the warriors were definitely taking him at seven um so like those are all like good good signs but like just sucks that we couldn't see him but other than that um are there specific players that you've seen in the summer league that you're like oh man like they really should have taken that guy or done this or whatever Um
2: yes, but you know, it's Summer League, so who cares? It it's more just a general feeling going back months now that uh I just really like this draft. Like it 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 feels like Mm -hmm. a very deep draft. Um Mm -hmm. someone like Sharif Cooper going as late as he did at forty eight, and I don't even think he's a necessarily a great fit for the Thunder, but like he shouldn't have gone that late and the the fact that he did go that late it more speaks to the fact we
1: thi- we think I, I don't know i'm not ready i'm not willing to overreact to what i saw him do in summer league at all
2: but he has an elite and nba skill his passing is elite it is and we knew that He's coming He's a good passer.
1: In. Super tiny, i don't know how i don't know where he plays in the nba but super tiny. But again, Does i'm it. not even saying not, not a shooter. the, the, the like, thunder should
2: know. take him. More the fact that him going 48 is a sign to me that like this is a deep draft. And and i do think it was a deep draft. And so tr- trading mm-hmm. out of that draft, like, yeah, it, it, it doesn't thrill me. And you can talk about the value, uh, you know, question there of getting the two first round picks back for the 16th pick. But mm-hmm. I, I do think you have to put it into context. Like this isn't just a regular team that is pick neutral. This is a team that has so more picks in than any picks in NBA history. And so mm-hmm. there has to be diminishing returns at some point. And, you know we're likely going to see that at some point because we already know you can't use all these picks, blah blah blah, all that stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I just I really like this draft. I really like a lot of the guys in this draft, and for this mm-hmm. to be the summer league team that we came away from that draft after that season, I I, I can't be anything but disappointed, and I, I'm not going to yeah.
1: pretend I'm not. Well, it it would be a little bit like the Pistons playing without Cade and without. Like Sadiq Bay, you know, which is like the situation the Thunder find themselves in.
3: Yeah,
2: and, and Giddy goes out,
1: to, and Poku doesn't play. To be fair, and like that team would suck. Like that Pistons team would like straight up suck to watch. Well, and to be fair, that's actually something that is very similar
2: to the process because they when they drafted yeah. Embiid and then Simmons, like those guys were obviously hurt their first two, you know, their first yeah. r- rookie years, and so yeah, it yeah. was really rough. I, listen, it's not. I'm not saying that like i I don't like buy into the the long term goal, but like as a mm-hmm. reminder, when we talked about the long term goal way back last fall, it was all about mm-hmm. prioritizing getting a top draft pick and that did not happen yeah. last season and so when it did not happen, like i i like how can I not help but question what's going on
1: i i I think it's okay to question it. I think also like we're operating with like not as much information as like obviously the Thunder people have and what what the information is that they do have on these players. You know, I don't know. I'm just not willing to overreact to summer league performances. Um, that's but it's all.
2: It's not even like it's not even the performances I'm overreacting to. Like I, it's more the the roster. Like th- this is the best we could do after that terrible year. Again, I know all the extenuating circumstances. I get it. I like mm-hmm. I, but I, it still sucks. It just sucks. And it's not it's I mean, not like, fun to is it just is it say, the giddy
1: is it the giddy is it the giddy pick that you're disappointed with? Like them actually picking him?
2: Uh-huh. No, no I'm I'm cool with Giddy. Okay. I like Giddy. Okay. No, I,
1: well then I'm, then listen, then, I'm, I'm, then I'm then I'm a little lost then. Then I'm a little lost because they had the 6th pick. It's it's all that the, like they got very unlucky to have their their draft position moved back. Yeah. Like they got they got unlucky. And luck is like, unfortunately, like a huge piece of this, you know? And like, that's just, I mean, this is just a part of it. Like this is a part of the process. This is a part of the pain is like, sometimes you're gonna be unlucky. Yes, and I would I would just
2: say, as we go through this process, I don't wanna be the sober voice. What do you wanna be? I want to be invested. I want to be emotional about this team. I don't want to just like turn my brain off and just like kind of zone out for the next two years as we wait. I'm not for turning my time.
1: brain off. I'm not turning my brain off at all. I think you're turning your brain off. <laughs> well, I how brain, am I, dead. My brain off. I'm, I am not brain dead. I like Giddy. I like the fit. I think this team is kind of weird and wacky. And when you have Shea, Dort, Giddy, Poku, And then JRE as like an option for a lineup. Like I don't know, I kind of like that. I think I think all those guys have some stuff to them. They all will shoot the three. How well they'll shoot it, you know, like for their NBA careers. Like I don't know, I like the, I like just the idea of that kind of team where like literally everybody can grab the ball and go. Like they're they're building something that makes they're building a roster to me that kind kind of makes sense uh, with the the play style and what they want to do.
2: Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. It it is, and and I tweeted about it after the draft as I was trying to like you know think through the draft and why they did what they did. Um, but it's this is going to sound bad, but it, it's almost like uh, prioritizing the system over
1: individual talent um, because. But who? Okay, so I'm trying to I'm trying to get this answer out of you. Like, so who would well, who what would I mean, you, have done? Talk, what we, would we you have done? We already talked. We already talked about it. If
2: Sam Hinkie was in this draft, you would have taken Jonathan Kaminga. And why, and so would why? you
1: rather them have Jonathan Kaminga?
2: I, I, would, I would have felt exactly the same about Giddy or
1: Kaminga. Okay, so what's the difference?
2: No, nothing, but I, you just said that they're specifically finding guys for this system. And that's what I'm saying. They're not taking just like every upside swing that they possibly could take.
1: You would agree with that, right? I don't, I don't have enough information to say that for sure. I don't. I don't have enough information to say that they don't. I, visibly, from what I can see, yes. But do I know for certain, like their thought process right. on every single thing? Like I really don't. So, but I can see it. Like Josh Christopher. Like why didn't they try to get Josh Christopher? Josh Christopher has looked really, really nice in summer league. I also can't. You also have to like understand. Like you can't like overreact. And that's that's to that's like why I don't. Two games. That's
2: why I don't want to say a name. Because I don't want you to say yeah. that. I'm just overreacting. I'm just going to back to how I felt with, with about these guys coming into the draft. Like, ignore yeah. Summerlee. I feel,
1: outside, like, outside of Giddy, which I really like the pick, I do feel like that was a swing. I mean,
2: we said it, it ourselves. A- Remember when uh, uh, Kevin O'Connor had a draft for the Thunder, and it was like Kaminga, Kai Jones, and Keon Johnson. Like, we... Yeah, we, yeah, we were like, "Wow, that is like that would be like the ultimate like all upside swing." And frank swing, swing, and swing. And frankly, yeah. that's what we were talking about in the lead up to the draft. We were talking about the Thunder making huge swings, using these picks for mm-hmm. swings, because we all know yeah. that getting a superstar in Oklahoma City is going to be the hardest part of this entire rebuild. Yeah, you're going to be able to say find eight, could... eighth men with the next 18
1: picks. Sure, that's why I would argue that. Not taking Shangun, who like looks good, but are like is anybody certain that Alpern Shangun is going to be like a star level player? No, but uh, so uh, so that's why. So I would so I would argue. I'm just trying to say that I would argue that trading the 16th pick for two picks is a swing for the future. Does that make sense? I mean, it's like instead instead of swinging at Alpern Shangun, who is going to like. He's going to fill it up. He's going to put up great stats. He's going to really struggle to play defense. You know, like really, like that's going to be an absolute struggle for him. Like, is that the kind of center? Is that the kind of like center that you want to bring on your team? Like, I would argue no. And like Michele has always, always been like the voice of reason there. Like, I would argue no. Would it feel better today to have him? Sure. I think trading for two picks is a, is a swing to a degree. I would say that Giddy is definitely a swing. It's they just look different than the traditional swings that we've seen them take. Is all.
2: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, Poku was kind of like the the perfect blend of everything. Um, he was absolutely in, ter- in terms yeah. of just like fan reaction to a pick because he kind of like checked all of the boxes for for like mm-hmm. what you th- what you thought Oklahoma City would want to be doing. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I, you know, whatever. I'm I'm, I'm excited. Like, yeah. I'm excited for <laughs> Giddy Shea Poku lineups. But I, I will tell you, like, yeah. going back to the idea of like not taking what I would consider swings based on pre-draft evaluations from other smart people. Like, right. part of it right. is that I just don't love the current roster and there's a lot mm. of guys on this roster that I'm not particularly high on and so,
1: in my mind... Who would that be, specifically?
2: Wh- why are you going to make me name them all?
1: <laughs> because, like, you're, you're like just saying some vague thing. Like, I don't know exactly what you're I talking mean, about.
2: literally, anyone other than Shea, Poku, Giddy, Dort, I'm like whatever about. It doesn't mean that I I don't like yeah. them, but those four are the only ones who like. I'm really invested in them becoming
1: something long term right now. Now that may change. Trey Man might be awesome couldn't, this year. And I I'll, couldn't agree with you more. I think I don't think that that's, and I don't know what the Thunder think about the team like that, but I wouldn't. I don't think that you're off base by saying that. Okay. Okay. So at all. in that in that from that perspective then
2: it's like well if, if there's really only four guys that i'm like really invested in like yeah. that's where now i like want to take more swings in this current draft cuz it's like let's just get guys in sure. the system and see if we can develop some of these guys now like you said mm-hmm. that's that may be how they see trayman um i mean i yeah. don't yeah
1: that's the that's the only one that i'm just like like i didn't i didn't like him that much and like just from what i watched yeah. he can re- like the, the things about him are like he can really shoot it, and he can get to his spots, right? So, like, that's cool. Is it a is it a swing or not? Like, I don't, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I really don't know. Um,
2: but would you would you at least agree that they should be taking swings? Like, whether we know that they're considering a swing or not, like, they should be trying to aim ye- for a high as high of ceiling as you can right now, based on the market, based yes. on the current roster, everything.
1: Yeah, I do agree. I just wonder how many swings they're willing to take and how many swings you feel like you can develop at once, I guess is also a a question that I have. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean,
2: you bring in like three guys who all think they're going to be, you know, like big deal in the NBA, who all want touches. Yeah, I could totally see how that is going to be difficult at some point. Um, But if – the name of the game is you're trying to get a high lottery pick regardless. Like, I don't, I just don't know how much mm-hmm. everyone care. Um
1: Yeah. I, I feel like also anything past like 15, I don't know. Like it's a, sw- it's a swing or it's not a swing, whatever it is. Like, I don't know. Like most of those guys don't work out. Right. Like most of the guys past that, past that pick, like the odds of them being like a really, really good player is like less than 5%. You know, no matter who it is or no matter what the profile is of that player, you know, Um, I don't know. It just doesn't I I just can't get myself worked about that worked up about them. Now, really, the only pick that I feel like could or should be debated is like, was Giddy the correct pick, you know, at six? Like, should it should they have just taken Kaminga? Like that's to me. That's yeah. to me. I have like a more of an open question about that <laughs> than I do like late round picks because like just right because that, most that, that, of those guys just aren't just they just don't work. Be, so I'm not. So I, I just can't be like, why did they swing for somebody at 34? Like, who gives a crap there? Like I don't really care that much about that spot. I care more about like six because that's the spot where you can actually find guys that matter, and there are very few guys that like really matter in the NBA, and that's a spot where it's not impossible to find someone that matters, right? Right.
2: No, and and I'm perfectly I mean like I said, <laughs> I'm fine with Giddy just because the, the guys <laughs> yeah. the guys that realistically were being talked about there, like Booknight, Kuminga, Giddy, like I yeah. I would have been perfectly satisfied with all of them because like there was that drop off right before. And it's like mm-hmm. I really just wanted one of the top 5 guys, if I'm being perfectly honest. So like of those next yeah. two guys, like yeah, I understand like the pros and cons for all of them.
0: Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I, and I was still, I think before the draft was like I would take Kaminga like that's who I would take and I don't feel that different about that today after watching him because he, he did in summer league he did all the things that you thought he could yeah. do right he's hitting threes he's a beast like he's big like there aren't there really wasn't anybody else besides maybe Scotty Barnes that I watched that was like oh okay like this guy like he's for real like with his NBA size athleticism all that. And he showed flashes, like just these flashes that you're going to have to try to, like, you know, mend together at some point. Um, so, yeah. And, like, people are mentioning, like, swings that Thunder have taken in the past where it's, like, they, Terrence Ferguson was a swing. Swing and a miss. You know, Darius Baisley is a swing. Like, still, like, TBD. Like, what, S- sell what me on is, Sell me on know?
2: Ferguson being a swing. I get, I get Baisley. I would agree that Baisley was a swing.
1: Why was um Ferguson a swing? again, just because he's like this raw athlete that yeah, okay you know could maybe do some stuff, but you know that's it was a swing and a, like clearly a miss like clearly a miss um to me, again, the late round stuff, I don't care like if you can find a somebody like j r e that you feel like is like a, going to be an nBA player, like cool, take him um because most of the swings. <laughs> At the end of the draft, or just swings and misses like a Terrence Ferguson, or like Baz- like Bazley could be a swing and a miss. Like that's totally possible. Um, that that could be the result that we have with him. Uh, I thought. It,
2: I speaking so, of that though, like I uh, turning this back or not back. We haven't brought him up. Uh, talking about Memphis, I thought Memphis's mm-hmm. draft was really interesting because you could mm-hmm. argue that's kind of what they've been doing these last couple of years outside of like the John Jaron picks. They've just been targeting kind of like role player type guys. Yeah. Um, and th- but then they made a switch this year, and I would a- argue that like they they deliberately tr- did something that might make their team worse this season, so that they could take mm-hmm. an act like a big swing. And- yeah.
1: Which it's funny. Like how many times like in my mentions, it's just funny. Like the way that things, no matter what happens, like people are going to complain. Because, like people are complaining now because it's like oh we just got like JRE and like Trey man like we know what their skills are like why would we want those guys like we know they can be NBA players like okay but then in the past it's like well we took Baisley like why didn't we take Clark or why yeah that's like, true because they, because they were different teams we because get...
2: they had Russell Westbrook on the team and it was like we just need someone who can play basketball right now that, is, that true is totally but even different. like last
1: year like I got I know, but like last year, I got like Desmond Bain tweets. Well, I mean, that's weird. Like, why didn't we take Desmond Bain? Agree with that. I know. I wouldn't agree with it either. But it's just, I'm just saying that, like, no matter what side is chosen, there's going to be a segment of people that that are going to disagree with it. Team building is the thing about like NBA team building is super difficult. Like, it's a really difficult thing to build like a really really good NBA team. And if you're going to do it, and you have a the commitment to do it in a city like Oklahoma City it's going to unless you just got tremendously get tremendously lucky it's going to take time if you want to do it in the right way and i still believe that there's a commitment to do it in a slow way and things can change quickly like if the thunder get lucky in next year's draft like things like can turn like really fast you know Not not in that like they turn really fast that they become like a contender, but like turn really fast where people can like hop back on the train. Oh, for sure.
2: I mean if if they get one of those like big men next year, like you're gonna feel and and we see growth from Gideon Poku this year, you're totally gonna Uh feel like you have this insanely long, like athletic, skilled core. And and it'll be like the final piece. Like, yes, absolutely. But I gotta get I gotta I gotta fire myself up somehow,
1: Andrew. Yeah, I can tell. I gotta, I, I, I
2: gotta have some fun. It's been so long since I've like stressed about anything in regards to this team. I, I mean, beyond like the draft lottery. You know, I'm just trying to feel again, Andrew. <laughs>
3: what?
1: Well, what really? I I don't. I I hear you. I hear you. It just really sucks that there's one that Giddy only played five minutes of summer league. Is the, is the really big thing and then now that Trey, who was really to me i think he was eventually going to have a game you know where the shots are falling and he scores 25 points like i think he was due for one of those games and now we just don't get to see it which is just a shame and now i this is now we're like truly in territory of like oh boy. hey i want to call someone out like now hoops talk 69 said, watching when the we blue. get
2: Chet, alex isn't allowed to be happy hoops talk 69 shut up I can do whatever I want. You want everyone to just be like these Presty zombies for the next year? Oh, in Presty we trust. Everything he does is perfect. He always makes the perfect picks. Come on, let's have some discussion. Otherwise, we're going to be so bored by December. What are we going to have left to talk yeah. about?
1: No, I think I think it's good to discuss it. I think it is. And I think it's okay to question the, the picks that were made. I think it's totally okay. I think it's a part of this. It's a part. It's a part of this process. I mean, like the the Sixers took some very questionable players, and like they took Okafor, like that was like a legitimately stupidly bad thing to do. And you know, this and but still, like the truth is, it's just about taking like one or two players that matter. Well, and and, like getting, can you get one or two players that matter? And
2: the thing that I do love that the Thunder are doing is that they are building this system. Which we talked about, the Sixers didn't do. And, and why that's so important is because when you don't have a system, you can't really uh, showcase someone like Jaleel Okafor. Like when his starting point guard is Isaiah mm-hmm. Cannon, who was his starting point guard at one time, not like a, a traditional point guard, like it's going to be harder for him yeah. to develop those skills because he just needs someone who can get him the ball. Whereas on this Thunder team, yeah. If someone's going to develop, they're going to have the environment to do so because there are so yeah. many guys you can plug and play that are, are gonna know how to play basketball.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's a perfect and not only like that, but I think Josh Giddy is it's a really nice environment for him to be successful in. Uh because I do think there's a lot of unselfish players on this team. And that's another thing is if you don't think at six that there's a player that you believe is going to be like a superstar, then and not that like Giddy can't be like a really really good player, but I I think you'd rather have somebody that fits what you're trying to do rather than like throwing in a player that's just going to like clog everything up. Well, and and that know? would be
2: the argument against Kaminga because regardless of how that is the exact argument regardless of, of Kuminga, how he's playing yeah. in summer league. Like once he gets into the regular season, especially on a team as young as a Thunder, like you're going to have to mm-hmm. like design a lot of the offense around him because th- that's kind of like the archetype. Like that is who he yeah. projects to be. Like a guy who gets the ball yeah. and is, you know, in some ways a ball stopper, but it, you, it's a trade off because you think he's gonna be so good at some of those like individual creation skills. So yeah, it does muck mm-hmm. things up if, if, you're, if you're really valuing the system.
1: Yeah, but if, if there comes a player that doesn't exactly fit this team, but they have like superstar written all over them, like that's that's when I will be, and they don't take him. Yeah. Because I wouldn't say Kaminga has superstar written all over him. I would say that if you were to write anything all over Kaminga, would be question marks. Like, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. But if someone has that, and they don't take them because they take a system player. Then I'm gonna be like, okay, yeah, like, uh, all right. Like then it's like, what? What really are we doing? Who's, here? A, who's a good example
2: you know? of that? I, I feel like maybe like if a player like Kyrie, although he's kind of like yeah, he's kind of like Trey man. But if there was a player that was that highly touted, that type of mm-hmm. a player, smaller guard, not expecting anything defensively, not exactly like the greatest distributor in the world. Yeah do you turn down someone like that hope i don't think yeah. anyone would I,
1: I would hope not i would hope they would not i don't i don't know i don't know for sure that they wouldn't or they would i don't know i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know i still i still i just really the the bummer of ever of all of this is just the fact that they didn't get um that they didn't get a higher pay oh oh my know? gosh it, it,
2: yeah if 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 you could just like imagine this team right now with any of those top five guys and they're healthy and playing in summer league, like yeah. we would be overreacting
1: so much. And it would be fun. Yeah. It would be fun to overreact. It would be very fun. It would be very fun to have Jalen Suggs. Like Jalen Suggs has looked amazing. Man. Yeah. He's been, he's been so good. Um, fitness 2018. What's our system? Lol. I don't appreciate your sarcasm there, <laughs> Fitness 2018. But, the system, the system is like ball movement, player movement. It's grabbing the ball off the rim and pushing. It's like everybody has that ability. Like That's certainly part of it. And then just like going all out on defense and having a commitment to the team. Like those are the traits that they've been looking yeah, for. Yeah, you think back um, in the
2: past, like how many guys who either only played on one half of the court, really, mm-hmm. or guys that just like it just never really fit. I mean, you could even argue like to some extent, like Serge Ibaka, especially in the early days, like he didn't always fit. Actually, he probably fit better with those guys, but like you saw when he went to Toronto, he became like a a system player almost like he all of a sudden became a much better passer. Um, So I think Mm -hmm. they're trying to bring those types of skills out of these guys that they're bringing, that they're bringing in and to, and to showcase that. And I think it's going to help everyone because I still I still go back and look at some of Ty Jerome stats, and they're like absurd. Mm-hmm. They're absurd. He's a guy good. hitting forty plus percent on five threes per game, and then he's in the ninety seventh percentile of pick and rolls. Granted, he only was running three per game, but like it's still more mm-hmm. than a lot of other guys you would think of. Like I, there are going to be guys who are maybe like in, in a normal uh, world, like a six or seven. On a, on a 10 point scale, and they are going to be maximized sure. up to an eight or nine just because being in this system. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be certain mm-hmm. guys, and I, I would agree with you that maybe it's not someone like Jonathan Kuminga. Maybe he it wouldn't be maximized in this type of an environment.
1: Yeah, because it's like if you're not fitting in, it's awkward. Like if you're not willing to make the extra pass, it's awkward. If you're not willing to be a part of this team and fit, like to a degree, it's like fitting in around Shea and then playing the transition game they want to play. If you if you don't do that, then I think it is a little weird, and and like you said, maybe doesn't allow you the time to to develop, you know. So I don't know. I I just can't. I just want to see more of Josh Giddy before I make any oh for sure huh? crazy harsh harsh judgments on on the pick. Uh, I. Want to see Poku? Frankly, like I want to see what Poku looks like after a summer of, uh, you know, weight and weight training and getting stronger. Like I want to see it. You know, I want to see what what that looks like, and I want to see the just the kind of basketball that they can play when you're playing SGA and Dort, and then basically just this group of like six, nine through seven foot guys that can all play on the wing and. Probably play the four in certain spots. Like I don't know. Like I just I want to see it. I think that they have built something that I think will be a much better product on the court than what we saw last year. And have you seen? A, you know, I'm I'm excited to have see. Have you it.
2: seen an over under for the Thunder yet? I, I know there's been a few coming out different
1: Mm-mm. sports books. No, I, just, I, I wonder what no. it's going to be. I,
2: I like. Do you think it'll be the twenty six? Or do you who do you think will be lower? The magic?
1: Magic will be met the magic will probably be very, very bad this year. Um yeah, it's interesting. I mean, and we can save this topic for another time, but I do think that it's pretty interesting to talk about like where we think the Thunder will finish this next season. Um and just because of the way that the league is and like some certain mandates that some some teams find themselves in with their ownership that Like there's, there's a chance that the Thunder do finish toward the bottom and everyone's like, Oh, okay. I don't know if they can do that. Like, I don't know. Like who's, who's going to be a garbage team this year? Uh, like who, like name a garbage team, like a team that you just know, like that team is going to certainly be horrible.
2: The only team that I feel confident in is just the magic only because they have so many young guys. Um, yeah. I mean, they're kind of up there with OKC probably with youngest roster. Yeah. Houston, I have no idea what's going to happen with Houston. I think they'll be bad. I think they'll bad. be bad, but I don't think they'll be worst team in the league bad like they were last year.
1: They're, Yeah, maybe not, but they very well could be. They'll be a more exciting bad.
2: Yeah, more exciting version of bad. Um, I'm trying to think, um, looking at the other teams here. I mean, I, I, I we'll I'll have to wait and see closer to, to, to the – um, start of the season, but I think I'm going to be very down on the Cavs. I think they are going to have like the worst offense yeah. in the league. I think they will struggle. They yeah. have they no shooting struggle. on that team outside of Garland and Sexton. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, but I'm I'm feeling more hopeful about OKC being in like let's say the bottom three. Um, yeah. And it, both because of. The other teams, but also just looking at OKC's roster, like their their roster is going to be even younger this year.
1: Yes, yeah, they'll be younger, and I'm hopeful that they use their time on developing JRE and developing those guys rather than like giving favors and Muscala a bunch of minutes. Yeah,
2: you just have to be respectable. Like as as long as you're, I mean, think about what Detroit did last year. And obviously, we don't have those yeah. type of veterans, but like they just kind of had like a, a bad season. Like it, they 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 didn't yeah they didn't have what the Thunder had, which was like this Jekyll and Hyde season, which kind of like threw us yeah. all for a loop. I would love to have a season like the Pistons had last year, where you're still invested the yeah. whole time because they're they're trying super hard every single night. It's not always the greatest basketball to watch, but you're getting to see some of the young guys. They probably didn't play their young guys enough at the start of the season. That, that would be a perfectly nice season to have if they won like 22 yeah. games, and, but they're spread out across the year, so we're not watching like two months of straight losing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that they could be normal bad. Yeah, which would be great. That would be, that, be nice. That would be my prediction. And you don't have to get wacky or have, like, get lucky with an injury or anything like that in order yeah, to or, be normal Or you bad. don't
2: have to like be super depressed about one win because yeah <laughs> cuz you've like dug yourself such a hole
1: yeah yeah i yeah i don't i don't disagree with that all right well we have lots of weeks to figure this out out it's only august August oh god august 12th.
2: <laughs> I, andrew i can't i can't so, do it another week can i tell you Can i got tell a while. you my favorite question that you asked Trey, man yeah 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 you asked him his favorite cereal he said uh-huh. fruit loops Right, and your yeah. follow up, which made me laugh out loud, was "What else do you get down to?" <laughs> what else do you get down? I just I love the idea of asking someone <laughs> that about their cereal choices. Oh, you like Fruit Loops? Oh, what else do you get down to? <laughs> 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 Because yeah, I've
1: had. I mean, that was definitely me winging it from oh there. Oh man! Well, I had that. I mean, I had all these questions written down. I didn't have that. Written I had down. someone tweet me because uh, on
2: Slam and Jam, I paused when uh-huh. I was talking about Alex Abrinas. and they thought it was because I uh-huh. couldn't remember uh, that he played for FC Barcelona, which I wouldn't have remembered that. But I was actually trying to remember yeah. if you say sp- like Spain national team or Spanish national team, and I almost said Spain team, uh,
1: which was yeah. very embarrassing. Team Spain? Team Spain. That's what you can yeah, say. that would have worked as well.
2: So, yeah, when you're yeah. in the moment, it's it's uh, you come up with some funny little turns of phrases.
1: Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember that one because I wanted to ask JRE what else he liked, too. I, I asked it differently <laughs> that time. Um, that was the order in which I interviewed them. But, yeah. No, I was trying to see if I could get them to say... That, what the really best serial was, but none of those guys have seen the light yet. Oh, so hey,
2: uh, hey, James Anderson, some over-unders in the chat. 23 and a half oh. for OKC. And they, and they are oh, in last. Wow. Orlando's next at 24. That
1: is That's interesting. interesting. I don't know if I buy it, because like last year, weren't they last last year too? Weren't they 20?
3: Like
1: 20 and a half or 21 and a half or something like that. I mean, I'm
2: trying to remember. I remember you and I split.
1: Because I went over yeah, we and you split. went under. I went under and I won. <laughs> and it was hilarious because it was just like the 20-game losing streak where it looked like before it, it was like, yeah, certainly Alex will win this. <laughs> and then somehow I ended up winning it. Yeah, I don't know what to think about that. One, I need to like see them finalize the roster um, and see what that looks like. When does a training uh, camp start? Is it October or is it in September? It's usually like the toward the end of September.
2: We gotta so. get ready for uh, Deborah Bucket's Trivia Hour coming up.
1: Oh, good. Yeah, we were somebody was actually asking me I about haven't started that. Started it yet? Um, we're when we're gonna, gonna do, do that? that so, yeah, we gotta do that. We're, we're gonna have um, some big stuff on Media Day. That would be really fun. Just watching and and like I know there's a lot of disappointment from this draft and everything, but like just getting to watch Shay. And Poku play again, I think will be very fun. And then I think that I think this team could actually be like a, a pretty enjoyable watch with regards to like kind of some of the funky things they're gonna the be. The big to do.
2: question, Andrew, will Media Day be in person so that you can get a new intro?
1: I really hope I'm so. I'm worried man. now. I really, really do. <laughs> I was
2: feeling good about it like a month yeah. ago.
1: Now I'm worried. Yeah, I was too. I was too. I don't know. I mean, like, I was in person with. The guys, this past week, yeah, you know? true. So I don't know. I mean, I think some of it is like vaccination status and stuff like that, yeah. too, that will determine. And it may, and what it may might be is just a smaller group of people that are even like allowed. Oh, to the go, VIPs. Like, the V the VIP. L man's not getting media, in because usually, <laughs> I don't know. L man, it's usually like almost like a free for all of like who can be yeah. there and like. Because I And I would be shocked if they would allow people to do things like I had been doing in the past where I'm just like going <laughs> just rogue. Just wandering around the halls. <laughs> you know, like like literally going rogue, trying to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. Yeah. And that's completely outside of like any of the operations that are happening, you know? Um, which is fine in the past and how like a lot of guys get stuff. But I just wonder if, cause at, so people behind the curtain a little bit, so after the summer league games you get, we got to go down to media availability and like you have to, in order to go, we had to sign up with the league, like not the thunder, but the league. And then a league official took us down into the tunnel and then led us to a specific OKC media area. And there was three of us (laughs) and like, that was it. And like, people stopped to try to talk to other people like in the tunnel and the league official was like, "No, move, get over here. Like you need to, this is where you need to be. Like, it's not okay for you to, to do yeah. that, you know? And if you wanted to have, cause like one of the, one of the great things about doing a scrum is that afterwards, if you needed to get something from somebody, you can catch them afterwards and pull them aside and like, just say hey do you have time to answer like two more questions and in order to do that you had to have that approved too and so I wonder if media day will function in a similar fashion where it's like very like regimented you know but still can be in person which I think would still work for like what what I'm wanting to accomplish there but um, what it, I don't know. I'm very, I'm very It'd be interested. It would funny
2: if like, there were only five people allowed and you just had to get your down-to-dunk intros in the regular press conference part of it.
1: So you're like, hey. <laughs> and now can you please say that I'm down to Dort? You know? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm hoping for a different setup than that. Um, but we'll see. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I have no idea if it'll work out. I will be so sad if it's over Zoom again. You know, whatever it is, what it is is what it is. All right, thanks so much for joining. If you've joined us live on YouTube and been in the comments section, which has been a lot of you, uh, we are glad that you're here. Lots of like fun comments. <laughs> this is a, kind of a heated, fun show. So thanks for joining. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the stream and uh, see who's here. Uh, we have Miroslav, who's in Germany. We have the tall shot in OKC. James Anderson is here. Thanks for joining. Hoopstock69, as always, is here. Grape Ape is here. Jesse Smith. What's up, Jesse? Fitness 2018 is here. Augusto Sarmento is here. Uh, let's see. Liam Shea joined the chat. Let's see. Who else? Gerardo Martinez is here. He says, Tell him, Alex. And then JP Sarfranski says, "Tell it, Alex." <laughs> um, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Tutatu Twelve is here. Uh, Mike Schmidt's kind face is here. I saw Mike Schmidt at uh, Summer League 2. Nicest guy. He's super hilarious. crazy, crazy nice guy. He's the best. Uh, Vishal George is here. Uh, House Law, Johan Machery is here. He says 30 to 35 wins for the Thunder next year. Nate Thomas is here. Uh, Jason Potter is here. Lawrence Field. Thanks everybody for joining the pod today. We'll have another pod for you guys tomorrow because it's Friday. And we'll talk about more of the stuff, answer your questions. Andrew from Nashville is on here. Poppin from Austin is here. I uh, hope you guys are doing great. Phil Zoff from France, Lima's from New Jersey, Angelup is here. I uh, hope you guys are doing great. Uh, you know, if you like to watch Summer League and you still want to watch these guys play, you know, go for it. Hope you guys Friday night that. and we'll talk to you guys again <laughs> Friday night. The I'll big down. Everybody one. have a good one. Oh come on! All right, we'll <laughs> talk to you guys again tomorrow.
2: I, can't, I will. I'm home alone. There's nothing to do here. It's 106 here. I'm watching Summer League.